Jesus is a case of a sin-stricken soul for the problem you face. There's only one place to go. And just climb up that mountain where still springs a fountain of that sparkling crimson called Calvary's flow. That same Jesus you've heard of can take a black heart without love. He can wash it with red blood, make it whiter than snow. Well, don't gamble on life with all your luck and your skill. Cause you can't play the cards the deck is going to deal. For the Bible has planned who the loser's going to be. There's only two winning hands and they were nailed to a tree. So just climb up that mountain where still springs a fountain of that sparkling crimson called Calvary's flow. That same Jesus you've heard of Can take a black heart without love He can wash it with red blood Make it whiter than snow Yes, He can wash it with red blood Make it whiter than snow sing this uh, song before our brother comes out. I'll stand for Jesus. So thankful for that crimson flow, that crimson blood that uh, flows from the mountaintop down to any valley you're in. And it'll help you. It has power. I don't know about you, but I'm still feasting on the power of the Holy Ghost since this weekend. It has been a very, uh, just a revival in my own life. And that's what the gospel is. Amen. It should be able to light our candle that we go tell others about it. And you get close enough, maybe someone else will catch fire too. Amen. Feed the fire. Feed that revival. Hallelujah. I'll stand for Jesus. Let the world go by. And I'll claim his promise.
didn't try. The more that we have here, the less we're satisfied. The only thing that's lasting, it comes from on high. And I'll stand for Jesus and let this world your testimony and now stand for Jesus let the world go by and now claim his promise oh he will survive and we'll walk together the Lord and I So body of mine, I don't want one thing in this world I can't leave behind. I want to be free, sail through the sky. Oh, that's talking about the rapture, walking with Jesus and let the world. We love, love the Lord. You love him tonight? He is worthy to be praised. You and I, we give praise to man. It's fleeting. Sometimes fame is fleeting is what they always say, and that's for real. You know, you everybody loves you to you. Cross them. But that's not the way we're supposed to be. That's why we're that's why we're trying to go up the statue of perfect man. That's why we're gonna to try to lay aside our our differences and malice and grievances and and have some temperance and patience and but we gotta have some virtue and knowledge first. So we're going to uh, 
continue on. We had a real good weekend, man. It was great. Still, still basking over the uh, the things that the Lord did for us and and used Brother Lawson in a wonderful way. We appreciate that. He sent his greetings back today. He left his coat here, so I had to I had to mail it back to him. So he said thank you very much. He he's going on up north, and Brother. Uh, Sean Martin, so it's kind of cool up there. So, But Georgia weather, don't worry about it. We don't need a coat. Now, tomorrow we may. The next day we may not. We may need one, may not. So, But uh, I like living in Georgia anyway. I'll take it. I don't want to live anywhere else. <clears throat> Let's go through a few of these announcements. Remember the wedding ceremony and reception on Friday, March 24th. Everything's downstairs on the um, side of the refrigerator. It's at 2 o'clock, March 24th. It will be in Beaufort, South Carolina. That will be for um, whatever her name is, Esther and whatever his name is, Micah. For Esther and Micah. I remember that uh, uh, coming up in March, which will only be a few weeks away. And then uh, Terrence announced, but Brother Joe, um, y'all going to nursing home to this coming weekend at 10 o'clock. Those of you that are going, get with Brother Joe. He's here tonight. Just get with him and make out a plan. All right. Also, remember, this coming Saturday, there'll be no Bible study. We're going to have it every other month this year because then every other month, besides that every other month, we're going to have a youth service. All right. Also, remember now on the 14th, that will be next. The next Saturday will be a prayer service. Now, I know that um, um, Brother Luis... And Brother Bob and Brother Michael and Sister Nyla. Nikki going? No. What's her? Oh, she's here. Whoops. She's here tonight. Jordan. Jordan River. You going too? Wow. You come a little early. Okay. But they're leaving Wednesday. So what Sunday is, we're going to have both services. We're going to take up an offering for them. The church is going to provide the um, plane tickets for Bob and, and Brother Luis uh, because they're ministers here and they do this from the church, so we'll be paying for their for their uh, plane fare, but we'll also be giving them some extra money if you want to give anything to the offering. Now, tithing goes to the church, to whatever you pay your tithing to the church, but if you have a special offering, um, write a check, give them cash, that will be for them to use over there, I thank God that some of our youth are going. I wish every one of our youth would go one time overseas. You'd come back with a lot different attitude when you see all the luxuries. I was thinking yesterday, you look at America and what we call expendable income, which is paying, you know, $70,000 for a vehicle. Uh, having somebody keep up your lawn for a hundred dollars a week, you go and having a pedicure and a, and a, and a whatever else that is, a medi and a petty, all the things that you do, they just survive over there. They can't fathom driving a seventy thousand dollar car. They can't fathom going and having a new set of clothes every week. That's just not in their. That's just not in their um, budget. Hmm? Clean water is in their budget. You and I drink water and go get bottled water and we get all this other stuff. 
I thought, man, all the uh, the reason I saw it, I was some boats that went by that were being pulled by $70,000 trucks, and it's probably a $50,000 uh, bass boat and all the other things that go with it. I thought, man, that would take a, you could take a whole church in Nicaragua and you could build it, build a pastor a house just by what drove by me. One car. We've been blessed in this United States, but I'll promise you one thing. We're going to be cursed above all nations, according to what the prophet said, because we turn the nation, turn God down. Amen. Amen. So let's just, we're going to pray with them Sunday. Also, before they leave, we'll have them come up and we'll um, have prayer for them um, this coming Sunday. So just remember that. Keep that in your prayer. Bring some extra money for them to take with them. And do as they see fit. Uh, don't bring it back. Once it's yours, it's yours. We don't want it. All right. Now, the 28th, that will be Saturday at 3 o'clock. Brother Darrell Ward will be here. We will have a, um, a Saturday youth service at 3. On the 29th, Brother Darrell will be with us again, one service. Remember, on February the 11th, we're having our Valentine's banquet. Just remember that. If you bring in somebody... Uh, be $30 for a couple that's not a tithe payer of this church. If you want to bring somebody, that'll be $30. You need to let Anna and Lisa know they're already starting to get things together because um, it's going to be a uh, a big event. It always has been and always will be. So we sure appreciate Brother Dale and Sister Dale for working on it and allowing us to have it this how many, 15 years maybe or, or more. We've had this this ever every time. Had it in three inches of snow. What was that, a couple of years ago or last year sometime? Last year? Was it last year? We're going to pray that don't happen. We're going to pray that Georgia weather will take over, and if it snowed two days later, we'll be able to wear short sleeves the next day. All right? So thank the Lord for that. Just keep these things in your prayer. I know we all have. Yes, ma'am. Sign up sheet on the refrigerator for everyone that's going to attend. And we would love for you to come. If you're uh, if you're married, uh, it's for married couples only. All right, so uh, uh, that would be the time that uh, that we set aside that we'll brother Dutch Scott will will be speaking a, about 20 minutes, and then we'll have all the other festivities, uh, catered meal and um, cake and and cupcakes and stuff like that, Mom. Both names down. Just don't say the Dale couple. Put the two persons' names. Yes. So if you're bringing somebody, you, John, Alicia, and me and June, they bringing us this year. You didn't know that, did you? But just remember that. It's to keep everything in order, to know what we order, because it's going to be a catered meal. It's going to be, you know, close to 20 bucks for a meal per person so um we want to know exactly we don't want to have a bunch of food left over all right so and the church is paying for all that so let's go to the lord in prayer i i appreciate everyone this weekend back again doing what you did you brought food you 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 took out trash uh brother ryan some of the young guys they took out trash for us and and helped the sisters we appreciate that we were here to probably two o'clock in the morning 
um, Sunday morning um, fellowshipping and, and then cleaning up. But we sure do appreciate everybody. And we appreciate Sister Lisa for cleaning this mess up. So let's give her a hand. <clears throat> we try not to leave it messy, but we're humans. We just make messes. You know, we, we talk and try to eat at the same time, and that just don't work. Amen. So just to keep, just to keep all these, um, as Brother Terrence said, the 22nd officers, we got to, to vote on that on January 22nd. So just keep that in prayer. Bob, when are y'all going to be back? That Monday? Monday's the 23rd. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I was going to write on my calendars, not because of what I just said. I just thought about it, and I asked Brother Joe, and he didn't know. So we, it's going to be 23rd. I need to write that on my calendar. <clears throat> Brother Aaron, you will be doing double duty while they're gone. You'll be doing next Wednesday and the Wednesday after that. Okay? Got it? Okay. So while they're gone, we will uh, continue on to have service. So, But just keep them in prayer. Um, it's tough going to another country. It really is. I mean, they, they accommodate you the best they can. But, but like I said before, we're used to, you know, clean sheets. And, and if you heard Brother Wayne, uh, some of his testimony, not up here, but in private, about some of the places he's been that, you know, just you lay down on a board for two or three days. A board. And you preach your heart out three services a day, and they feed you something that he said one time, he said, he said they said, do you want to eat this? And he said, would I offend you if I didn't? They said, no. He said, well, I'm not going to eat that. Because <laughs> they told him what it was, and it was some pretty, you know. Anyway, let's go to the Lord in prayer. But thank you again. Have a wonderful new year. We love you with the love of the Lord. Thank you for all the things you've done this past year. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have church. Uh, church is sovereign, but you know what? The church is sovereign because of the people. It's not sovereign because one man rules the whole place, except the Holy Ghost. But it's sovereign because the people are in this building, all right? It's you that make this thing go, not us. Not us. And you pull them the gift tonight, and we'll see what the Lord has for us. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that you'd be with us. In the furtherment of this service, Lord, come among us in a, in a way, Lord, that, that we'll all understand, Lord, that you're trying your best to get your people to see that you're here and that you want the characteristics of your life and your own body to be into this group of people now that we are your body. And we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight about a virtuous woman. And, Lord, I pray that you just be with the ones, Lord, that are sick. Sister Frida, uh, Brother Luis, if I miss one, I'm sorry, but all Sister Janine, different ones, Lord, I pray that you'd be with them. And touch them, Lord, and take that away from them, that they will be raised up, Lord. Especially Brother Luis and Brother Bob, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would protect them. And the ones that are going to, I pray that you would protect them and keep them safe from sickness and from disease and from any kind of form of, of um, evil that wants to come among them. Lord, I pray that you would protect them with the angels of the Lord. Father, be with the missionaries on the foreign fields. The many ones that we hear from, Lord, Brother um, brother Boaz sent messages saying Happy New Year and that they were baptizing people and getting church age books out and, and Hebrew series books. And we thank you, Lord, for that, that they're able to get the word of God. Here we are sitting with a library that we can put in our pocket, and they're just wanting one book. Lord, how fortunate are we. Please don't let us pass this opportunity by to give this message to a dying world. Father, we pray that you'd be with us now in the furthermore of this service. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. <clears throat> Donnie, your stuff blew up over here. Son of Man, part 79, all right? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You can go ahead and sit down. When we look at this, well, I know we read this every time. We read this every Sunday. We read this every Wednesday when we preach. But that Word was made flesh because of a situation that it, the flesh of Adam and Eve fell. Everybody with me? So it's got to come back then through flesh. Your kinsman redeemer is going to have to be everything he said he was, flesh. Everything he said he was had to come flesh. That's why the prophet tells us many, many, many thousands of times in the message, the fullness of the Godhead bodily was in Jesus Christ. And now we know that by the transforming power of the Holy Ghost, that same Holy Ghost, that same person is in me and you. All right, called the brides. So now the word that Jesus spoke is now being made flesh in us, dwelt among us, dwelling among us, and absolutely supposed to be taking over our life. Y'all can say amen if you want to. You have my permission. <clears throat> Proverbs 31. We're going to get to this a little bit this afternoon or this evening. Who can find? Who can find? A virtuous woman. Boy, that's kind of hard to do in this old United States of America and around the world because they can't keep their self. And you know what's happening around the world? The denominations can't keep their self. Satan has crept in so much and give them false doctrine and a lot of them even in the message because a virtuous woman is a woman that won't take just anything. She's pure. She's holy. She's right. She's righteous. I'm going to read this to you in just a minute. Genesis 2, 9 says, and out of the ground. Now, we're going to get to knowledge maybe a little bit later, but definitely Sunday we're going to talk about knowledge, which is the next um, virtue. And and knowledge, my knowledge, uh, Brother Wayne was speaking Friday night, and he was laying some words out, and I was writing them down. Because you can take knowledge to wise, unwise, no knowledge, wisdom, spirit of wisdom, understanding, being known, that's all got to do with knowledge. But now there's two kinds of knowledge. There's one in the Bible, Genesis 2, 9, says, Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Now, that's natural botany life. Everybody with me, say amen. amen. That was botany life. He says that little whatever that is, semicolon, stop and think a minute because I'm fixing to change my thought. The tree of life. The tree of life was not a tree. It was a person, to Jesus Christ. Everybody with me? All right, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which was the devil. Everybody with me on that? Now, if they would have eaten of the tree of knowledge, of good, I mean of, of uh, life, they would have lived. Tree of life. <laughs> tree of life. But no, we decided to eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's how we got here, and that's how that we have even grow up. That's why you'll see Brother Brown say over here, he'll say the education's of the devil. Well, if we let that kind of education rule our life, yes, it is of the devil. If they tell you, if science tells you that it was a big bang theory, if science tells you that we came from this or that or the other, don't take that knowledge. We're going to take godly knowledge because there is a certain thing called godly knowledge. Watch this right here. But now we want knowledge, not just first grade knowledge. Everybody with me? We don't want just first. Now, first grade knowledge is good. Some of you may have been smart enough to skip a grade. Some of you may not and missed a grade. All right, that's natural. But in God, it's the same way. You can sit here and...
you and you can you can learn nothing. Or you can sit here and you can just go right on up that pyramid and the guy sitting beside of you or the lady sitting beside of you is not getting nothing. It's up to you. Remember, Brother Ryan said he's building individuals. We'll read that quote just a little bit. Isaiah 28, 9 says, Whom shall teach knowledge? So it's got to be taught to you. All right? And whom shall he make to understand what? Doctrine. You can't do without doctrine. You got to have doctrine. There's what? There's false doctrine, and then there's real doctrine. All right? All right? Look. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? He's asking a question, and then he's going to answer the question. Them that are what? Weaned from the milk. Not still drinking milk. Weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Listen, we draw from El Shaddai. We know that, the breasted one. But you're going to have to get off of them every once in a while. You're going to have to grow up. He don't want you to be a crybaby all your Christian life. He wants us to grow up and eat some what? Paul says we'll get to it a little bit later, not today. But strong meat. That's for us. Strong meat. As we go up to the statue of perfect man, I want you to understand, this is a Christian life. Y'all be quiet if you want to. Isaiah 53.10 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge, by his knowledge, shall my righteous servant justify many. So it's the knowledge of God given not to a second person called Jesus. It's the same God moving into another office and being able to, as the prophet said, condescend. I want us to see God had to come down here to get us to go there. All right, so he had to come down here, live a life, so that we even have an example. We have no other example except Jesus Christ. All right? Well, you want Judas? Uh, pl- please, you want Peter? You want Peter B.C.? Before Christ? No. You want Paul B.C.? Paul had Christians killed. He said he did. It wasn't just a rumor. It's in the Bible. He said, I caused them to blaspheme. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant, what? Justify many. So now we bring in knowledge together to where it's going to justify many because we're going to read here in just a few minutes where Brother Brown calls us the virtuous, sinless bride of Jesus Christ. Justified never did it in the first place. All right? That's what you and I got to come to. Because if not, you're going to fight. You're going to fight your own nature. You're going to fight your old person. You're going to fight, fight, fight. And we listen, it's a fight anyway. For he shall bear their iniquities. Who? Mine and yours. John seventeen seventeen. So let's start here now. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is part truth. That's not what it said. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, Jesus Christ, so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sake, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Through what? The truth. Now, what is sanctification? It's red. Is that everybody with me? Sanctification is red. Even the second horse rider is red. 
<coughs> excuse me. But sanctification, you're only sanctified by the blood, right? Remember, you're kept saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, the washing of the water by the word, but that water is blood. All right? You can pour gallons and gallons of water on top of your head. You will not get clean where you need to be clean. But you can take the blood of Jesus Christ and plead the blood of Jesus Christ, and God will clean you up. Amen. He'll not be able to see your sin. He'll hear your voice through that. And I want us to get to that. That that also they might also be sanctified through the truth. Now, I want to look here and stop just for a second. Now, what is sanctification? Brother Brown tells us it's a compound word. We know this. We And I want to give you all some, uh, reach, reach your hand out like this. Everybody reach your hand out like this. Go backwards like this and pat yourself on the back. Brother Wayne said he had not felt as free to preach in the church as he had here. And, I mean, he may have, but he said this weekend was just, it just flowed. He didn't have to stop. He just went right on through, and I appreciate it He's, because we've been taught well. Amen. And it makes a difference because you don't have to pull, see, you don't have to, if you go to a place that's just been eating, you know, or drinking milk you got to bring more quotes to prove what you're talking about you got to bring more time to go back and say this but he said no he said i just went straight through straight through because we don't we don't need every quote we know them we know them by heart that's why I amen quotes you have to amen quotes if somebody reads you a quote you better amen it not their quote brother brown's quote Right, so sanctification is clean and set aside for service. Now we know that in the stuck here somewhere. The first part of sanctification, though, is in your soul. It takes and cleans out your soul. Where does that unclean spirit go out of? Let's bring that chart up, if you don't mind, <coughs> real quick, because I want everybody, even the young ones, to understand what we're talking about. I'll give them a second to pull it up. There it is. All right, just. Can you move it up a little bit more? There you go. Now, we know that we have a body, a spirit, and a soul. Everybody with me? All right. We've been through this. This is actually a chart that Brother Dale used many, many years ago. All right. So we see that the body is what? The body is going up to the, go to the very bottom because that's where the uh, see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. That is given to you, as the prophet said, to what? To contact this world. See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. But every one of those can be absolutely deceived. Every one of those. I, I thought I heard a... No, it wasn't that. I thought I saw a... Like I said before, Jim makes many concoctions at the uh, bee store, and we can make dirt out of out of out of a liquid, because man has put the chemicals together. If you close your eyes and smell that soap, it's like somebody's got a piece of dirt in their hand. So it can be what these can all be deceived. That's why Satan can move in and out through those. But he goes on into that middle realm, the next one, which is what imagination, conscious memory, reason, and affection. Everybody with me? All right. Now, when you're born again, when you're born again, see if this still works. We haven't used it in a long time. Then, by if we do this tonight, maybe it'll keep you awake. Well, you can't really see that, can you? Okay. 
This is your soul. This is the person of you. And there's only two things you can be in your soul, and that's you can have the faith of God or the doubt of the devil. There's no end, there's no tweener, all right? But now when you go through baby form, when you go through justification, sanctification, baptism, and the Holy Ghost, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with this guy right here. Everybody okay? We're dealing with this inner man, this center of you, the heart. That's what God's got to change first. Man's tried to change here and here, but left that alone. you got to get in the holy of holies where God is or is not. And that unclean spirit, that Adamic nature that you're, that, that's attached to your soul when you were born as a baby, you got a soul. Is everybody with me? you got a soul. Uh, something that fires you, that, that's your being. It, may, it, helps, it makes you breathe. It makes you do all the things of life. And it also does what? Your intelligence. This is where your intelligence comes from, not here. As a man thinketh in his heart, you say, no, I think out here. No, you think in here. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. All right? So now, when the Bible says in the book of Luke that the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it's not here. It's here. That means there's something that's unclean in your throne room. Okay? As many people in the message say that you've got You've already got this at birth. Brother Brown said it's not faith and doubt. Come on, somebody. It's faith or doubt. You can't have both of these dwelling in a vessel at the same time. You're either lost or you're born again. One of the two. All right? Now, you have representation of predestination. There is a seed, but it's in the mind of God. That seed is a word, right? It's not a little... They always try to make it some little speck. You know, it's a little sticky something right here. No. It's in the Word of God. The seed is a Word of God. The seed is not something that's like a seed you plant in the ground. And it's definitely not like sperm in reproduction. Everybody with me? Okay. So we come here and we have either faith or doubt. Now, you can either have the Holy of Holies or you can have the Hades of Holies. One of the two. But you're born with a nature, fallen nature, fallen nature, okay? There's, a, there's, there's an Adamic nature attached to you that when you get to the age of accountability, listen, when you get to the age of accountability, that's when God records and thank God that he sent us a prophet that told us that all babies go to heaven. And if you're and if you're 8, 9, 10 years old or somewhere in there and you pass away, then guess what? You go to heaven. You're not bride because you can't clean this up like the Holy Ghost can. But thank God he can cover you by the blood of Jesus Christ and give you eternal life. But now not here, though, you'll be given eternal life at the white throne judgment. Everybody all right? Okay. So now, but let's say, let's say now, we have come to a place that we have been, uh, Luke verse whatever it is, Luke 4 or whatever it is, where it says the unclean spirit goes out. So remember the unclean spirit. I like where you got these little holes right here. The unclean spirit goes out. Walks in dry places. Listen, you're not dead. You're still the same person. 
But boy, you sure think different. Your nature should be becoming a little bit different. There's something in here that's what? There's being, there's something being taught you. There's something being, you know, the devil hates the word of God. So if you'll start putting the word of God in here, it drives that unclean spirit out. Come on, somebody. You got, you got to really want that thing to be gone. And not just go, oh, I wish, oh, I wish. No, start giving it the word of God. Go to church. Start cleaning up. Find the right people. You know what? If you, if you go, if you're in the right form of sanctification, you'll find the right people. You'll not be with the same people because birds of a feather, what? Flock together. So now let's say that the unclean spirit's gone out. Now, if, if you're, if you're going to allow it back, you're going to allow it right through back in, you're going to be worse. Seven times worse, the Bible says. You're going to be really religious, and Satan's just going to do what? He's going to just make you religious all the way out to here. Am I correct? But if you get born again in here, that's the fire of God. That's your soul. That's your center being. That's your heart. You've been given a new heart. Remember, Brother Brown said, at the first, what, is, what does God do? He softens you up. He gives you a new spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. But let me, but let me, let me restate what he says. It's not a devil spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. It's a piece of the Holy Spirit showing you that this can be gone. We can lock this in and he can stay there and reside. Not just come down on you and anoint you because that's anointed ones. What is anointed ones? False, here, true, listen to me, true, here. Gifts of the Spirit are here. They're not here. This is one gift. Acts 2.38, and you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the one we want more than anything. We want the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's going to give it to us, drive the unclean spirit out, and seal the thing up. So Satan can't get in and God can't even get out. But you know what he's doing? He's, he's, he's trying to work because you still got the spirit man to work with. So now, as the unclean spirit's gone out of this man, we don't have to worry about this man being unclean anymore. We have to worry about this one because this is your battleground now. And why is it a battleground? This is now fighting this. When you were not born again, this all was devil. This all was devil. So the devil ain't going to fight himself. But when you put the Holy Ghost in here, that's his one sworn enemy. Satan has no other enemy but God. You're not Satan's enemy. God is Satan's enemy. And vice versa. You're not God's enemy. Satan is God's enemy. But if you keep him inside here, you become an enemy of God. That's what the Bible says. So now the unclean spirit's gone out. Walks in dry place, seeks rest, findeth none. Comes back and sees the house... Swept and garnished, and unless you fill it back up with the Holy Ghost, you got to be filled with something. You can't be wishy-washy. You can't be half. That's why Brother Brown said faith or doubt, not faith and doubt. Everybody with me? Faith or doubt. All right, so that's in your soul. That's the center realm. Listen, that is what's going to be judged. Your body is not going to be judged. Your spirit's not going to be judged. The soul of man is what's going to be judged. 
At the white throne judgment, the souls of man, the Bible says, will have to give an account. And praise God. You know what? If we get the soul of God inside of us, it's already given account. It's already cleaned and set aside for sure. It's already done. That's why Brother Brown could say we're the virtuous, sinless bride of Jesus Christ. It transforms you into what? A new creation, a new person. The old done away. Behold, all things become new. But we still live in this world of this guy right here. The spirit man, which is, I say, memory, reason, conscious, affection, imagination. That's now has become the battleground. And that part is where we've got to get that unclean spirit drove out of that part. Everybody with me? All right. So it's not just one and done. Praise God, I got born again. Now, you're just going to take the baby and throw it in the closet? No, you got to feed it. And you got to feed it what? The Word of God now, not the other junk of the world. We feed it the Word of God. And that's what we're doing now, going up to the statue of perfect man. There's, as Brother Brown tells in Sister Shepherd's dream, that there's rocks and sticks. All right, look. It, it, and, and he said, well, she, Sister Shepherd was asking, was she born again? He said, yes, you're born again. In other words, he was telling her, don't worry about that part, which is right here. But she was standing in what? Five streams of water. That was flowing out of her person. Not here, here. Come on. Not here, here. And showing her that she was born again, but she still had what? Sticks and rocks. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about sanctification. Lord, clean me up so I can be born again. I hope <coughs> that if you're going up the statue of perfect man, you have to get past that. That's why I spent so much time on the foundation. You've got to be born again without even... Because look, if you're not born again, every one of these will fool you also. Don't worry about these right here. These are just outlets to let this work out. Everybody with me? All right? But right here is what we got to worry about. This imagination, conscious memory, reason, and affection which is the battleground. Satan's going this way, trying to fight and get back in. God's trying to fight and get out. That's why we, Brother Wayne was talking about grave clothes. Listen, we're resurrected sitting in heavenly places right here. Right. Amen. Amen? But we still got grave clothes on. I hope, can I tap that? Is that going to break it? Or I can't see Joe. I hope he's not going, I don't touch that. Because every time I tap it, it makes a different, it looks a little color right here. I'm sorry. So anyway, so you got this right here. You got the Holy of Holies. If you're born again, you don't have to worry about that. Let that work its way out. A new creation. Let that unclean spirit go out of that part of you. And let what? Let God now start circumcising. Not your soul. Circumcising the next part. The memory, reason, conscious, affection. You remember, probably not going to get to the rest of this, but we're going to go this way. You remember the children of Israel? They came out of Egypt. 
right? They journeyed in the wilderness of what? Sin. Okay, right? They come over. They come out. Then they got to Jordan, right? Everybody with me? They got to Jordan. When they crossed over, that was their new birth. They crossed over, washed their old past away. Everybody with me? But remember, when they stepped into that new land, as Brother Wayne was talking about the old corn of the land, they ate not that manna anymore, but also they were what? Circumcised. Circumcised means the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, why do you need two fillings? In type. They came out. They went through the wilderness, sanctified. You know what he done? He got rid of all them old fighters. And remember, there was two people left, Joshua and Caleb. All right. <clears throat> then they get to the promised land, and God says, hold on a minute. We got another little thing we got to do here. Y'all, uh, y'all made it through the wilderness just fine. But now you're in the what? Promised land. Now you're in the promised land. Now the old corn of the land, which is what? Mature. Come on, people. Do you not get that? When he's, they, they're not eating manna. God is going to feed you. But there's a day when God's going to say, there's corn in this land that's now mature. You don't eat corn in the stalk. You don't eat corn when it's about that big. Make you sick as a dog. But you can eat corn when it's on when it's got fully matured ears. You can shuck that baby back and eat it all day long. But what has it done? It's matured. And when you eat mature, you become mature. You are truly, we are what we eat. And not just this. We are what we eat in the gospel and the world and all the different things. Everybody with me on this? So your soul, if it's born again tonight, it is trying its best to work its way out into the imagination, conscious memory, reason, affection, the little devils. So now unclean spirit goes out of what? goes out of now our spirit realm. Remember the old... Indian had no problem when he wasn't, when he not born again, like he said. He said, Chief now has two dogs, okay? When you were not born again, when you were out in the world, you were dog from here to there. And everything in between. But when you got the Holy Ghost, you had so much of, an, of a nature of this world till... It's all got to be contrary to the devil. The devil is contrary to everything that you are now. And when you go up to the statue of perfect man, it's going to be even more. That you're going to have to fight for every inch of ground. Greatest battle ever fought is not in your soul if you're born again. That battle is over. Step into the promised land and take what's yours, which is what? These promises of faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, and brotherly kindness. <coughs> I kind of uh, got a chance to talk to Brother Wayne about that. and He may be watching in. I don't know, but still. I told him, I said, you know, you realize faith's not an ad? And he just looked at me. kind of strange. He kind of said, I said, show me in the Bible where it says, mm -mm, add to your faith. Faith is a new birth because, listen, there's only seven ads. We've been through this. Don't look at me crazy. For those new ones, maybe you can look at me a little crazy. But look, if you take and keep faith here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's not eight ads. There's seven. Add to your new birth, 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That makes it right. It's my faith now. Add to my faith virtue. So maybe we can say a few things maybe that you don't think we're not very smart around here. Sometimes we can confound the wise by just little things you say. But it's, it's terminology. But it's the truth, though, because faith's not an ad. You add to your faith. You add to your new birth. Your new birth, listen, if you get born again and never go up that pyramid, you're still going to have little small nuggets of that. Because that's inside of you. Everything you need for your journey, what the prophets say, is right here. All right? <laughs> You've just got to do what? Let it out. Have you ever heard that before? Let it out. So what about all these virtues? Watch. Neither did the pole have any virtue in it, not a bit. In other words, this word has no virtue in it. If you make it of none effect, you, by your traditions, make this what? Paul said what? The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. But it was obeying what God said do is what brought the power, what brought the virtue is obedience to the word of God. So if you're not born again tonight, no one thinks for sure. You're lost. Now, you can be in a journey of justification and sanctification. Don't stop. Don't keep going. Because you know what? That unclean spirit that comes out of you is going to walk back, walk back in so bad because he was comfortable there. Everybody with me on this? It was comfortable for me to go to a bar. I didn't go to many, but I did. Sorry. It was B.C. But you know why? Because that's what was pulling me inside was that thing inside of me that did not want to do right. I didn't want to come to church. Maybe I'm the only one. I didn't want to. That inside of me didn't want to. But one day the seed word that was in the mind of God found me and said, Hey! I've had enough of you. And I hope you've had enough of him, the devil. And I did. I said, Lord, I've had enough of this. I'm tired of running. If you've never experienced that, you need to. Amen. You need to experience that. We sing the song, the things I do, I do no more and all that. It's a, it's a, it's a for real thing. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. First Samuel 15 says Samuel was talking about um, Saul says, Hath the Lord is great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. There's a lot of people, and I'll read you a quote probably Sunday. Brother Brown said there's a lot of people in the world, natural people, they have part of these virtues, but they're not God-given. They're nature-given. You, you've seen people. There's some people in the world that you work with or you're acquainted with or even that you're friends with that you could slap them and knock them over into, into a, a wall and they just say, thank you, buddy, especially if you've all been drinking together. <clears throat> but you, there's certain people you don't touch. And you know that, right? You don't even look in their direction. Well, that's just people and nature. But if you'll get both of them born again, where's the ups and downs? It's not there anymore. 
So behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. In other words, what are you saying, Brother Wade? I'm coming back to this because it cost Saul his kingdom. It cost Saul the kingdom of Israel. Whether he wasn't supposed to be king or not, he was king. The people made him a king, and God accepted it at the moment. But he said, Saul, the kingdom been rent from you just because of one thing. One thing. You didn't obey what your prophet said. Oh, come on, somebody. You didn't didn't do what your prophet said. Your prophet said, kill them all. Obey is better than sacrifice to hearken than the fat of rams. Oh, listen, read in your Bible. Saul preached a pretty good sermon. Hey, we saved this king so we can maybe convert him, and we saved all these rams so we can sacrifice them to the Lord. That didn't mean one thing to God because he had said something through the prophet, and he didn't do it, so it didn't matter about that. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. That's pretty rough. And Brother Brown tells us we're not building an organization. Not here this morning to build an organization. We're not trying to build an organization here. We're trying to build individuals. Christ sent me to build individuals to the statue of Jesus Christ that they might be the what? The powerhouse and the dwelling place of the Spirit by His Word. By His Word, see, build up the individual to that place. And it all starts with virtue. The whole multitude sought to touch Him. Why did they want to te- touch him? Why didn't they want to teach a, touch a Roman soldier? Why didn't they want to touch Caiaphas? You ever thought about that? Caiaphas was the man of the hour. Caiaphas was their preacher. Caiaphas was their pastor. They relied on Caiaphas to go once a year behind the Holy of Holies and not die himself. And to give what? To give uh, a sacrifice for the whole country of Israel. They depended on him. But did they go run into him when they needed something? That's what made them mad. That's what made Caiaphas mad. They run right by Caiaphas to get to Jesus. And that what? Righteous indignation because his soul was black as soot. But he kept every ordinance. Heaving and waving and cutting and chopping and killing this one and and taking this one, you know, and taking the blood and going behind the, the Holy of Holies. Seems like he lived a pretty good life. But in the end, he turned the word down. Because where was the word? In flesh. Jesus said, you would have had a cloak if I hadn't come. In other words, you would have had the Old Testament. As long as you didn't touch a woman, you didn't commit adultery with her, right? That was what the Old Testament didn't say about looking or or thinking. But Jesus said, now I say unto you, that if you look on a woman to lust after in your heart, you've committed adultery with her already. And they didn't like that because they had been doing it all their life. Virtue. Anyone knows that the word virtue means what? We must ha- And we must have it. If virtue went from him to heal the woman that was sick, he's expecting the same virtue in his church. Now, where's that virtue going to come from? That center, that center person. The central realm, all right? Because you know what? That's God in there. Brother Abraham said, you and God is persons. The only two times he used the word vulcanized was two times, I think, in the whole um, 1,100-something sermons. But it was very profound because what is vulcanization? Jonas, you don't know what that is, do you, buddy? When Jonas don't understand something, his eyebrows go together. And that's okay. 
Because when we had bicycles, <laughs> yeah, we had bicycles that we fixed. We didn't take them to a bike town and have them fix it for us. Everybody with me on that? Amen. We put our own handlebars on it. We put our own we put our own patches on patches. But what is vulcanization? It's taking something that's rubber and taking a rubber tube. And if there's a hole in it, if you're riding down a dirt road and ride it to, if you hit a rock just right in the side, we all know this, those of us that rode bicycles, it would puncture that tube and just knock a little hole in it and down it went. Well, Dad would go and he'd go up to the store and he'd buy a little patch kit. Or you know what? Sometimes if he could find the glue, he made his own patch out of what? Another piece of rubber. So that word vulcanization means that you take two pieces. You take rubber and rubber. And what you would do, you you just didn't just, you'd clean it off. Look, Jonas, you clean it off real good. Kind of score it a little bit. Because what you were going to do was is take a same piece of rubber and try to get it to stick on there so the air wouldn't come out of it. Well, what you did, you didn't just depend on the glue. Come on, somebody. This is good. I hope this helps. It's not just the glue that we depend on. That glue may be a spot. Dad used to take that man. He just brushed it on. I thought that thing will never, never leak again. But he takes it out of his pocket, or he goes in the house and gets him a gets him a lighter, or gets him a match, and he and he hits that thing. And when he hits it, it it starts flaming. It gets that rubber just hot enough right before it melts all down to nothing, and he slaps that other patch on it. What did it do? It made both of them patches one. Of the patch in the tube, it made it one. Come on, somebody. Same way with me and you. I and my father are one. One patch. Hey, listen, we needed to be patched up. But listen, if God himself patched us up, it's rubber to rubber. Tough crowd on Wednesday night. Y'all need to sleep about an hour or two before you come to church. He's expecting the same virtue in his church. What? Rubber to rubber. But now see, Jonas, you couldn't took a piece of wood. Couldn't took a piece of wood in a tire tube that's rubber. You, that, Whatever you did, it didn't matter. That would not stick together. But if you took and vulcanized and heated up this rubber and heated up this rubber and put the, enough glue around it. And when you slapped it on there, when it cooled off, you could not pull that patch off. Y'all remember, you can't pull the patch off. And that's what I wanted when I was going down the road about 20 miles an hour on a bicycle. I didn't want another hole in my tire. In, the, in life, I didn't want to go down the road of life and then all of a sudden have a flat. But if you vulcanize to the right person, and if he had virtue to give to the people, he expects us to have virtue to give to the people. And what is virtue? Virtue is strength and power. Remember we read the quote the other day where Brother Brown said, we've got to have virtue for the whole world. This whole world today, I declare to you today, 2023, January the 4th, this world is only held together by the bride. It is not held together by gold. It is not held together by Putin. It is not held together by that other guy we have. And it's not held together by none of that. It's not held together by economy. It's held together by the bride of Jesus Christ still being here to come to maturity. Listen, the plant, as Brother Wayne was talking about, the sheaf wave, we haven't all come to maturity yet. 
There's some that maybe have, but you're not going to go out there just because one comes to maturity and just cut the whole field down. You wait. It's showing that someone has come to maturity. But he's waiting on the whole field to what? Well, as we say in, 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 in our terminology of gardener, waiting for it to head out. Because when it heads out, it makes the same seed that you put in the ground. Amen. And that, you know what Brother Brown said? We're not to shuck. We're not to stalk. We're not to tassel. We're the seed. We're what was winning the ground. What? And the only seed is Jesus Christ. It's not me and you. We were born by corruptible seed. But by the transforming power, by vulcanization, he took that old nature, that old seed that you were, and he made a wheat germ out of it. I'll read you that quote in just a minute. Before you can give out virtue, you have to have it. So add that to your faith, virtue. Understand? Remember, she didn't touch him physically. Talking about the woman touched his garment. She touched his garment, but she pulled out what she needed. Listen, she may have needed some money because for 12 years she couldn't work. For 12 years she couldn't go anywhere. She was totally unclean. If your sisters know what I'm talking about, in the Old Testament, if you if you were on your monthly cycle, you were unclean. You couldn't be touched. Your husband couldn't touch you. You couldn't go into the market. You couldn't go into the temple for sure. Then when you were took the cleansing of the seven days later, you could go and, and, you know, your natural life would continue on. But this lady had been 12 years every day. She was probably anemic, probably couldn't hardly walk because of her blood loss. But she pulled one thing. She needed to be healed. She didn't need a new car. She didn't need a new leg. She didn't need for the Lord to give her extra money. She needed that blood to stop. So whatever issue you have, ask the Lord to stop it. Touch his garment one time and let's see if we can get all this stuff stopped and get everything pulled back into the right direction because the word pull rend tear perform carry out look to draw the supporter attention of that's why attract the third pull brother brown the three pulls was what to attract the attention of the people and what were the three pulls one was the what in the hand watch this pull my pull the chart back up there please if i don't get any further than this that's okay we got next sunday pull my chart back up here please because Bob preached on this a long time ago, and so did I, about the three pulls of your journey. And it's in that, if you can see it and all that and all that going on, you got the third pull, second pull, first pull. What was the first pull? Flesh. See, taste, feel, smell in here. See? See this? See this? If there's no bumps, you're healed. He'd say, look, lady. You still got that. Then he'll talk to her about five more minutes, and then he'll say, oh, look, lady, it's gone. Flesh. You can see it. But now, what was the next pull? The second pull was what? Discernment. Pulled out of you what you were here. And the third pull was when he looked right down in the opening of the word. Because you know what? There was a lot of people got healed in this spirit realm that didn't get healed in the soul. You know, Brother Brown, one time he, he, he's talking to one. He said, oh, I see you're a Christian. So you know what? That inside person was comfortable with him. But he'd, then there would be another one walk up and he'd say, oh, you've got uh, cancer in your lung. 
He said, but if you'll quit smoking and give your heart to God. Now, what was he looking at? He wasn't looking in these two realms right here. He was looking right there. He was in that guy's throne room. He was saying, you need a new birth. He said, if you'll go confess your sins to God, he said, you'll get better. Discernment pulled out the virtues. Sanctification. What was he doing? He was literally, if he was, <coughs> Brother Danny, if he would have stayed here another 50 years, he'd have cleaned the world up. Think about it. 25,000 outstanding miracles in one service. One service. If he'd still be living today, he'd be 100 and something years old. But think about it, if he stayed here, what kind of an impact he would have had on the whole world. They'd have to do away with the medical field. What was he doing? He was cleaning them up so that he could what? Preach to their soul. Because that third pull is what? The opening of the word. The opening of the word is not here. The opening of the word is here. Look, word revealed. Yeah, you can get pieces. As the foolish version will get pieces of revelation, but never have God in their throne room. They've never come to the Son of Man revelation or the opening of the Word. <clears throat> so you got your hand, discernment, and then you've got the inner court, the opening of the Word. There's only one place. Listen, Brother Branham had to come to a place before he could open the Word to us. Revelations 5, the book was closed. Revelations 10, the book was open. There had to be a place to where that book opened up. Everybody all right? Then he's talking about the disciples, about how turning our hearts back to the faith of the fathers. If you want to know how to act, read the book of Acts. That's what that means, Acts of the Apostles. How could they know it was a nod from God? They had all these virtues in here, all of these qualifications. All right, so that we talk about us being a special group of people and how that we're prophetic people and how that we're an open book people. They weren't. They didn't have the seals open to them. They didn't know when he said, I'm the son of man. He didn't, they didn't know who he was. They knew he was the son of God. They knew he was God and that had come down somehow in some form. But he, they didn't have a son of man revelation. But yet they had, what are you saying, Brother Wade? You can have these virtues and not have the son of man revelation because that's the son of God. Brother Wade was touching on it. That's the son of God revelation down through the church ages, not the son of man. Son of God was trying to get us back to the virtues, what? Faith of the fathers. Everybody all right? And the first little nod of God compared with every bit of this and with his word. They know it was the word of God. Listen, they didn't even have a Bible. They were writing it as they were talking. They were a living, breathing word of God. You and I need to get back to a living, breathing word of God. They knowed it was the word of God and away they went. Didn't have to worry about nothing. When God spoke, they went. They were taught by the word himself. Then we're talking about, we'll just kind of skip through this. I want to cover this again next week about the horse riders. Let's just skip through that for time was... 20 after 8. <clears throat> and he talks about, that's what we've just been talking about. In Revelation 2, verse 4, he's talking about the Ephesian church age. He said, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. 
I mean, the first three ages, man, the, it was powerful in the first. There was no denominational idea. There was no, we think Jesus might be God. We think we need to baptize Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No, they knew how to baptize. They knew that God and Christ were one. But Serentius and all the different ones started coming in and saying, well, maybe he's a lock substance. He can't be all of God. We saw him throw up one day. He was sick. He fell and broke his leg. Not broke his leg, but fell and skinned his knee. That can't be God. And then that, what? That steamrolled. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. That's what Brother Branham was trying to get us to do. Get back to the first works. All right? Or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove your candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, which is that what? Tree of knowledge of good and evil. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches, to him that overcometh. So it's got to be an overcoming with the true power of God because we know we're going to look at a false power Sunday because we have the knowledge of good and evil and we have the tree of life. We have two trees. All right? Let's look at this just for a moment. Now remember, we're going to interpolate a little bit in just for a few minutes. Proverbs 31.10, I told you before, uh, historians, if you go back and read in the history, this is Solomon writing Proverbs, right? And he's writing about his mama, Bathsheba. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Now, here's a man that was a multi, in, in today's money, he was a multi, he was in the trillions of dollars that he owned. Solomon was. Trillions of dollars. He had gold he just had to throw away. But he said a virtuous woman is way, par, way past that. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. Who's our husband? I got a husband. You've got a husband. It's Jesus Christ. And we're... We're not only going to crown him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We are his crown. Brother Brown said we're his victory. Without us, who's going to prove the resurrection? The devil? No. No, the devil got into them, got into Caiaphas and them said, oh, they took his body out and throwed it somewhere. And, and you know, they, they uh, stole his body and then they ate him because he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. But a virtuous woman, a virtuous bride, let's put that in there. The virtuous bride of Christ is a crown to her husband. But she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. That's a denominational world. They make God ashamed, people. They make me ashamed by the way they walk into their churches, by the way they treat their churches. They treat them just like Brother Brown said, their lodges. And that's the way he tra- they treat them. They treat it just like a meeting joint for you go to and 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 be able to talk about first one thing or another and then sit down for a few minutes and listen to a preacher. I had my cousin today, Terry Dale. <clears throat> I'm calling his name because he's probably, he said he was going to be here Sunday. <clears throat> but he's a singer, and uh, he said he was going to come. And I told him, I said, he said, what time do y'all start? I said, 945. Preaching? I said, no, we have Bible study, our, our Sunday school class. He said, when does preaching start? I said, well, about 1020. I mean, 1040, we start preaching. He said, what time do you get finished? I said, oh, about 12. Hour and 20 minutes? I said, yeah. And I could go further than that. 
hour and 20 minutes. He said, well, I think I'll just come. He said, now what? <laughs> He's our cousin. <clears throat> you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. Um, he said, well, he said, well, what if I come in at 11? How much am I going to miss of your sermon? That's their mentality. They only want a certain amount, and that's it. They only want a certain, they're only going to get their little 20-minute feel-good service. And then, how long do y'all sing, he says, because he's a singer. I said, well, now, we start singing about 10, 15. He said, I'd like to hear y'all sing. I said, well, you're going to have to endure for about a two hours then, from 10, 15 to 12. I said, because I preach after that. He said, I'd like to hear you singing. See what I mean? They've diverted everything away from the Word of God to their own pleasure. Pleasure me, but don't pleasure me but about 20 minutes. They can sit three hours and watch a football game and never move. Well, they move all right. Yeah, they move, that's for sure. So let's read this right here, just real quick, and then we'll close. A virtuous woman, the bride of Christ. May I interpolate that? Because this is not the Bible. This has come from the Internet, so I'm not, I'm not desecrating the Word of God. I'm not adding to it or taking from it. I'm telling, I'm telling you this is the story I get from this statement. A virtuous woman, the bride of Christ, cares for her family. Family. She is a hard worker, this bride of Jesus Christ. While she toils faithfully in meeting the needs of her own family, she also doesn't forget to help the other needy people God sends to Nicaragua or the Philippines or Jamaica, or Ireland, or India. A virtuous woman also takes the time to look after her own health. Hmm. And be a good steward of her body. I'm pointing back here. That's you. That's not... Listen, folks, look. This is not the congregation. I just read you the quote. It's individuals. This is you or not you. It's not you and your wife. It's not you and your kids. It's not you and your pastor. It's you. So a virtuous woman takes time to look after her own health. I read my own Bible. I don't depend on Bob to read the Bible for me. Of course, some of y'all probably do. You come to church on Sunday and you haven't read the Bible all week. And you expect us to give you something. Well, I'll preach anyhow. So our virtuous bride of Christ meaning applies to the heart and then to every area of life. Memory, reason, conscious, face, imagination. The bottom line is a virtuous woman, the bride of Jesus Christ, goes in the strength of the Lord and faithfully completes whatever task God has for her to do. When a person is described as having virtue, it is seen as a quality that sets one apart from everyone else. Look, in character. Strength and morality. People, look at the morals of this world. It's like I said before. Think about it. When we get to glory, it's not going to be cheaters there. 
It's not going to be any liars there. You know what there will be, though? <coughs> there will be an economy. There'll be rulers, kings. There'll be governors. The Bible says the government will be on his shoulder. But it won't be this messed up government we got now. We're the only people that have any sort of morality. It's just Katie bar the door out there, folks. It is a common characteristic. Look, common characteristic that can be found within the mindset of several women in the Bible, from Ruth to Esther to Mary, as well as described of others through countless virtues, uh, verses. The virtuous person exhibits the joint excellence of reason and of character. All right? The virtuous person, the virtuous bride of Jesus Christ, not only knows what the good thing to do is. We've been taught what's good. If you've got the new birth, you will do what's good in your soul. But now you might let that second guy, remember the little thing that sits on your shoulder called the devil? He don't leave when you get the new birth. No, he brings another friend and he sits on this side. You look at me funny. I'm not the only one that has these problems. I'm, sometimes I just wonder, y'all look at me like, what are you talking about? We're preachers, but we're people. And he's got his gun pointed on us before y'all sometimes. Because he knows what I'm going to preach before y'all do. He feels the anointing. He feels the pull. The virtuous bride of Christ not only knows what the good thing to do is, he or she is emotionally attached. Some of y'all ought to be emotionally attached. (laughs) Preach it, brother. Go, go! That's what the world says. Can't we go, Jesus? Amen. Go, Brian. All right, musicians, get ready to come on. Predestination looks back to foreknowledge. I mean, election. Election looks back to foreknowledge, and predestination looks to destiny. When we get finished with this, I'm going to probably cover a little bit on predestination. But it's very, very simple if you'll understand predestination. It's very simple. Uh, It just gets convoluted by other people. Remember, the common people heard him gladly. It was the wise that was confounded. But the ones that were wise in their own conceit were confounded in their own conceit. Don't forget that. Election looks back here. Here it is. I was a cuckabur. Now, how are you going to take this quote and make it match all the other quotes? you got to understand what he's talking about. I was a cuckaburr. In my throne room was the life of a cuckaburr. Not wheat or when I sprang out, I'd have produced wheat. I didn't produce wheat. I was a cuckaburr. Have you ever walked through the woods? Some of y'all ought to get out and walk through the woods and talk to God. He's out there. But you get these things on your leg. We used to call them, what we call them? beggar lice. It's actually beggar lice, but we forget all them other R's and E's and call it beggar lice. Right, Dan? Yeah. But beggar lice had little things on it, you know, and it, when you walk through and it'd just stick all over you. 
We've had to walk through many times. Me and Dad went through. We were somewhere hunting one time. We got down, finished, and we got down to the car, and from here down was nothing but that and some cuckaburs. We had to take our knife and scrape that stuff off. Praise God we got it all scraped off. I hope somebody's getting this. Thank God we got it all scraped off. But the cuckaburr is what we were. And a cuckaburr is not just one, it's a bush of them. You don't get just one cuckaburr, you get bunches. I was a cuckaburr, what? And you know what? Them things hurt. Them things hurt when you get them in the wrong place. Back of your leg, rear end, and all that other stuff. Don't sit out on one. Well, that's what it is in sin, people. That's exactly the way we were. We were totally uncomfortable. I was a cuckaburr. I was born in sin. Come on, a musician. I was shaped in iniquity. Came to this world speaking lies. Born amongst sinners. This is the prophet telling us what he was. I was a cuckaburr. But all of a sudden, may I interpolate, by the transforming power of the Holy Ghost, I became a wheat grain. Now, it didn't change the outside. It still looked like a cucumber. How did it happen? What is it? Election. God, before the foundation of the world, elected that that cucumber was to become a grain of wheat. Now I know I'm a grain of wheat because I'm saved. How do I do it? Look back and see that what? He predestinated it. Not down here, there. Thank God. Long time ago. By foreknowledge, he seen that I would love him. So he made a perpetuation. What? A way. He made a way that he could break that cucumber open. Praise God. And put wheat life down in there and lock it back up. But you know what? If you plant it, what's it going to bring? Wheat. Because it's a life of the wheat inside. You might have been born in sin, born from your mom and daddy. Don't know who your mom and daddy is. But I promise you, if you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, you'll bring forth wheat life. No more cucklebur. But now listen, we're going to have a sticky nature because remember that outside shell is still a cucklebur. Hello, somebody. Brother Ram said this thing's going to be sticky till the change. That's why we're trying our best to get through this statue of perfect man so that we'll have the knowledge of God, not the knowledge of the world. Okay, let's stand to our feet. He made a perpetuation through his own son that through him I might become. See, look, through him, not, not what I did, not what the preacher did, but through him, through his own son, that through him I might become from a cucklebur to a grain of wheat. Now where am I at? Where am I at? I'm saved. I'm walking in the graces of God. What does predestination look to? Destiny. Where will he take me to and where am I going? That's gotcha. There you are. Let's read this real quick. Your first husband that you were married to, the world, that middle part, the anointed bridegroom, Jesus Christ, which foreordained you, has washed you by the washing of the water. By the church? Congregation says, no. That don't sound right, does it? You might find that in Almanac, but not in God's Bible. By the washing of the water by the word. In the word, see, you are standing completely justified as though you never did it at the beginning. This is my message. It was a Thanksgiving message, actually, in Shreveport, Louisiana. 
As we go off the air just in a minute, you are standing. If you're standing on God's word and with God's word, every amen. Some of y'all ought to try that. Every jot, every tittle. Where are you standing? I'm trying to tell you, pull away from them shucks. And get out here in the wheat where you can get right before the S-O-N. I hear the coming of the combine. You're standing completely justified like you never did it in the first place. Hallelujah. Talk about a thanksgiving. I feel real good. I'm more thankful for that than, in other words, turkey and dressing. You are the pure, virtuous, sinless bride of the Son of the living God. Every man and woman that's born of the Spirit of God and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and believes every word of God stands as though you never sinned in the first place. You are perfect by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his mature wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness. Wait a minute. Does that say the righteousness of God? No, I don't see that in here. Do you? I got this. I, 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 I copied and pasted it right out of the Bible. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of you. Not the saints before, the righteousness of you. You have become righteous. And now I want us to talk, we're going to talk about knowledge Sunday. I want you to know that. Knowledge is knowing. Brother Brown said knowing how to handle the word of God. Knowing what's right and what's wrong. Knowing when a false doctrine is being preached. Let me read this one thing right here. Look at this. Knowledge signifies in general intelligence, watch, the general knowledge of Christian religion and the deeper, look at this, the deeper, more perfect and enlarged knowledge of this religion such as belongs to the more advanced. Now, baby, the more advanced especially of things lawful and unlawful for Christians. Moral wisdom such as is seen in right living. Let's sing a song. God bless you. Satan's like a roaring lion Running to and fro Seeking whom he may devour The Bible tells me so Power greater 
so glad I've got it too. I'm going to let the whole world know. Oh, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. And he that's in the world. Oh, greater is he that is in me. Yes, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Than he that's in the world. And on the day of Pentecost, a Russian mighty wind blew into the upper room and baptized all of them. And with a power greater, that's why it's overcoming. Any earthly foes, earthly foes, you don't have to worry about flesh and blood. Right? It's principalities and powers and evil spirits. That's what we have to worry about. He that is in me, greater is he that is in me. But when God advances you and places you, it humbles you. That God can give you a revelation that he give. Hey, listen, now the world, there's 8 billion people now. It went to 8 billion. It used to be 7 for a long time. 8 billion people in this world. 99.9% of that 8 billion people do not have what you have. And never will have what you have tonight. I want you to use that power. Use that power against the devil. Don't let him beat us down. Loose him and let him go. We can walk in the word of God. We can use our hands. We can use our mouth. And we can defeat the devil. I promise you, he's defeated already. He just don't know it. But he's going to be defeated through the bride of Jesus Christ. It's going to be a woman that's going to whip him. He thought he got a woman, the weaker vessel in the Garden of Eden, and he did. This one's not going to fall. God's going to use this bride to defeat the devil with. Oh, thank God for that. He's not going to send a mighty angel with his arms all puffed up, you know, big old muscles. No, he's going to send a little bride. Down through the ages, and then here we culminate at, uh, at this end time, and he's using us to defeat the devil with. And all we got is what? The Word of God. A sword. You love the Lord? Go with God. Be safe. Be happy. Let God work in your life. Sit down and take some quiet time and, and shut up. Let him talk. 
Jordan, that's not hard for me to do. Don't laugh like that. Good to have you with us today. And and we pray that you have a good time, a good trip. We appreciate you. Appreciate you going with them. And uh, y'all, uh, Sunday we'll be here and we'll pray for you. If you have something special to bring them, offering, we, we're going, like I said, we're going to give them some. But I want you to participate. What did Brother Brown say? If you can't go, send somebody. Well, sending them don't mean just give them a car because they're going to have to go across a long, they got to take a long time to drive down to Nicaragua. But we're going to get, we're going to plane them down there. And then when they land, you know what? They're going to see some bride. They're going to see some more cousins. They're going to see some more brothers and sisters. The bride of Jesus Christ around this world. And we're longing for a day when we don't have to use an airplane to get where we're going. Or a car. Or a text message. Praise God, there won't be any smartphones in heaven. Because you know what? You'll become the smartphone. Amen? You'll be, you'll be the one that knows everything. You won't need, you won't need, you won't need this physical book because you're the book living. That's what we're becoming now. Brother Adam said the word becoming flesh, flesh becoming word. That's what he wants. That was his whole, that's how he's going to defeat the devil. He's going to defeat him with us through flesh. Let's remember that and just keep striving and keep going. This is the beginning of a new year. We've got some exciting things coming up. We've got uh, youth meetings coming. We've got people coming in. Um, Brother William Borlevon will be with us in May. I don't have anybody in March yet. Brother Darrell Ward will be here in a few weeks. And we've got some people coming in in uh, April. We're going to have an uh, Easter service with Brother Dutch Scott and Brother Chris Long. We'll be here that weekend. So just keep that in your prayer. Pray for these things. Don't just say, oh, Lord, another meeting. Well, I like these meetings. Amen. I, I like these meetings because it gives it gives you some new some new avenues and and like I said I wrote a page and a half of notes just certain things that that you you don't think about that somebody else thinks about. It's very narrow minded to think you don't listen to nobody and you just get it all yourself. You can't do that. Jesus, you know what Jesus did. The Bible said angels came and ministered. To him when he was fixing to go to the cross and when he went to the wilderness. He said angels came and ministered to him. And God had to send Elijah and Moses to tell him about his second coming. Isn't that what the prophet said? Am I not quoting the prophet? So we all need to be ministered to. Don't think we're on an island by ourselves. We're not. But I want you to let your light shine when you go somewhere or let your light shine when somebody comes here. I want us to make sure they have a good time and make sure they're treated well and, and pull on the gift of God. And you'll get what you deserve. You'll get what you want. All right, if you don't want anything, you won't get anything. If you want the will of God and the word of God, you'll get it, I promise. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, thank you for this evening you give us. Now I pray that you go with us, Lord. Be with the ones that are sick right now. Touch them. Sister Frieda, different ones, Lord, that are that are homesick, Father, and we pray that you be with Sister uh, Julie and Brother Gary, Lord, as they travel, and that they go down there and that everything will be fine when they pull up in the driveway there with that little child, Lord, with a heart problem. I pray that you just bless each one, Father. We are needy people. We are your bride, but we are needy people, and we need you. We don't need the knowledge of the world. We need you, Father. Now, I pray that you be with us on the highways. Take care of us, Lord. Be with us until we come back together, Lord, and hear from you on Sunday, Lord. Bless the ones that speak at the Sunday school, Lord, and the ones that are uh, 
speaking, Lord, in, in different places. We pray that you'd be with them, Lord. Father, just forgive us of our sins and our many mistakes that we make, Lord. We truly love you and thank you for this word that you give us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thy love in kindness is better.